In this episode of The Ziggler Show, I asked listeners this question. When you sit down in the morning to your work and feel a bit lacking, what do you do? Do you just push forward, slog it out, or do you work on motivating yourself? Well, Zig Ziglar was, of course, the grandfather of motivation, and I start the show playing a three-minute clip, which includes a classic quote from him where he says, People often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. And this episode is a real world look at what people do when they are facing a lack of motivation in a given day, in a moment, as all of us really do at some point. So Tom Ziegler and I cover what I feel are the tenets of motivation in the nitty gritty of real life. Welcome, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller. I host three podcasts where we have candid discussions regarding the root issues of personal change and growth. This is The Ziggler Show. It's ranked number two in all-time career podcasts and Apple Podcasts. And our focus here is growing your professional success by helping you grow into your full capacity. My Motive podcast is devoted to clarifying the reasons that drive you. In episode 31, I bring you a paradigm shift with a motive for temporary failures. And I make a case for welcoming difficulty and temporary failures that come with doing anything of great value in our lives. My True Life podcast is aimed at getting you fully functioning physically so your body doesn't hold you back. In episode 73, we talk about how to breathe, which you probably think you already know how to do. This is about how to breathe better and mainly by breathing with your nose, not your mouth. You're going to be surprised at what we share. You can find all three shows in Apple Podcasts. Just search for Kevin Miller or go to my website, kevinmiller.co. What is motivation? A lot of people are all confused about it. One of the questions I'm often asked by the media is really an accusation rather than a question. They say, Mr. Ziegler, I understand that people go to your seminars, they kind of get all jazzed up, they're enthusiastic, they're motivated, but six months later they tell me they're right back where they uh, were to start with. Uh, Is it true? Is motivation permanent? I say, of course it's not permanent. Neither is bathing. But it's really something you ought to do (laughs) regularly. Now, motivation is not permanent. Neither is eating. You got to do it on a regular basis. You can't make an overdraft on the bank of right mental attitude all of your life and then make one deposit and bring it up to date. You can't be negative 364 days out of the year and then give your kid everything at Christmas and expect him to be happy and love you and live happily ever after. Nor can you treat yourself that way. You've got to have the positive input in your mind on a constant basis. You see, you're what you are and where you are today because of what's going into your mind many times today. You can change today by changing what goes into your mind today. You will talk about tonight more in the next 24 hours than you will in the next three weeks. Why? Because other things come along and have a tendency to drown it out. That's the reason that somebody said we don't need to be told, but we do need to be reminded. What is motivation? There's a dramatic difference in being up as versus being on. There's not a human being alive who can be on all the time. They just can't. Anybody who is on all the time is on something. (laughs) And it's going to kill them. That's right. Now, I am up 
about 95% of the time. No human being alive is up 100% of the time. There simply are occasions when we've had personal difficulties, grief, tragedies, the illness or loss of a loved one, a cohort that we've known and loved for years has moved off or lost their job or suffered some personal difficulty. And that's not something we smile and take lightly and say, hey, that's tough, but man, don't worry about a thing. When things like that happen, it has a tendency to affect us. But what I'm talking about is there are certain things you can do. And as we go through each recording, we will be giving you more and more that you can do so that you can be on 90 to 95 percent of the time and up when you need to be up. And that's critical that we understand that difference. That is important. Somebody has said that all motivation is self-motivation. Well, I challenge that very, very strongly. That'd be like saying one person cannot impact or influence another, which doesn't stand up under any kind of serious thinking. My own experience tells me that I can hear inspiring music, a beautiful sermon, a patriotic speech, or a stimulating speaker and feel better about myself as well as my possibilities of accomplishing more of my objectives. Tom Ziegler as Zig Ziegler's son, CEO of Ziegler. You never have to motivate yourself, right? You just wake up on fire and have to get yourself off the ceiling. True? (laughs) I think I wake up like most of the world does. Really? You put your pants on like most people? Where am I? Yeah. Yeah. How did I get here? How did I get here? Yeah. Well, I I like that though. I mean, the reality that you just like your dad, you know, have to look yourself in the mirror and figure this thing out. And so, you know, asking this question, I mean, I did, it's one of those things in personal development. We can talk about inspiration and motivation and say, you know, of course, you know, I'm going to get motivated and whatnot, but what happens when you're like myself, Tom, I'm like you self-employed, I generally come into, you know, even if I greet people outside or whatever, I come into my office, sit down and it's me. And, you know, that morning had its glories or it may have had its challenges. Uh, You know, you never know, depending on family and circumstances and weather and somebody, you know, driving slow down my little narrow mountain pass road and giving me the opportunity to see the birds and not be upset that they're driving slow down my little road. And, uh, you sit down and here you are, do you feel inspired? Do you feel hopeful? Do you feel motivated or are there worries, anxieties? Are you just tired? Has it been a long week? Has it been, you know, yeah. So that's the reality. So I appreciate you saying that. that's the reality. And we sit down and that's what I was curious about. What do people really do? Cause I'm concerned a lot of them, you know, even though we know this stuff that we sit down and we just start banging it out and try to slog it out anyways. And we don't do anything really to address our motivation. And so the responses seem to go somewhat between kind of like, you know, head knowledge and doing things just to make your, just a, well, I guess head knowledge and emotion. I, I seem to be the differentiating factor. So head, you know, which head knowledge should help your emotion, but you can address them differently. So I, I didn't ask you, I didn't set you up for this, Tom. What do you, what are some of the things that you do when you sit down at your desk, because I know there's some things you, well, maybe I guess the answer from you is going to be you do things prior to sitting down at the desk, right? 
Oh yeah. Every, every day. So I think probably I'm very aware of my energy bucket. Yeah. So if I wake up or a lot of times even go to bed and I'm like, Oh man, you know, tomorrow I got this and this, it's not good. Or this issue hasn't resolved or I got to eat the frog. Like, uh, so Brian Tracy, who says you got to eat that frog? <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, I know this. <laughs> I know the sentiment. Yeah. Uh, so I look at my energy level, and if I didn't get enough sleep, um, if it's been a hard week, if it's been emotionally draining, I already have habits that I know replenish my energy level. Okay. And of course, we all know what the first habit in the morning is for energy, and that's coffee. Absolutely. So. <laughs> well, and Tom, I didn't tell you. So I, I wrote that. I wrote, hey, here's some of the things that I did, uh, that I do. And I said, uh, coffee. That was literally the last person who responded. They said, coffee. It's just the coffee. So yes, I appreciate that as well. Uh, not only for the, you, you know, we say that, Tom, and obviously everybody thinks coffee, oh, caffeine. I have done months on end with decaf coffee. Uh, I, I tend to be naturally caffeinated anyways, so I don't know that I, I need it so much. I kind of go back and forth, but to me, it's, it's really the ritual of that. And I find that with most people, whether it's coffee, tea, whatever you do, it's kind of the ritual that gives us that motivation. So there's actually neuroscience behind that. And when we have a habit, a ritual, uh, something that we take pleasure in doing every day, it takes a lot less energy to do that. The brain goes into autopilot. I mean, I'm, I moved from a dark bedroom because I usually get up at five into uh, a dark kitchen and put the coffee on and then go to my office and sip that coffee and start thinking about what the day is. And so there takes, there's actually less energy, less stress, less everything around having a ritual. And this is, you know, whether it's Hal Elrod or anybody else who mm -hmm. talks about it, this is the power of getting up earlier than, than you normally would in a habit so that you are starting the day rather than the day starting you. Yeah. Right. And it's, go ahead. Yeah. So, so when you have that ritual, when you have that habit that the brain really loves, it reduces the stress, it reduces the calorie burn, the concern that allows you to get acclimated. That's like the first key uh, into this. If you are waking up at last minute to get everything done in a certain amount of time so that you can hit the car, get the kids ready for school or whatever, and you don't give yourself any buffer, when your energy level is low or the frustration level is high or some combination, it's going to be hard to get the day going right. So that's the first thing. Well, it's interesting that in asking this question, and then I answered it myself, I don't always do that with these. So I posted on Facebook and I gave my own answer and I really, I didn't say, I didn't mention that. It's interesting that I skipped that. I, I, I started off with, what do you do if you, if you sit down at your desk and you're a little lacking? And I really did not think about that. And it's probably one of those, because uh, it, it's relevant to my life right now, Tom, I am a believer in doing the morning right so that you sit down at your desk right. However, 
my life has been a little more chaotic in recent couple months, just with family, with up here in the mountains, with crazy weather, with schools on and off, with COVID stuff. And there have been more nights where I've ended up late, uh, up late. And then it's that question of, okay, do I guard my sleep? And try to get my eight hours, but I don't get my morning time? Or do I get up at five anyways and get my morning time? Sometimes I'll make the call, and I appreciate you saying that, based on my energy bucket. If I feel like I'm depleted, I may say, you know what, I'm going to get the extra sleep. I'm afraid that I need it, or I'm going to be really dragging quickly in my day. If that happens, then I could end up at my desk, and I have not really thought through uh, as well. So I'll, I'll put that out there because yeah, it, gosh, number one thing to get at your desk, right. Is to make your morning, right. We talk so much about the morning rituals. You talked about Hal Elrod with his best-selling uh, book, Miracle Morning. We also have had Robin Sharma on the show with the 5am club. And Tom, I don't know if there's anybody I have on the show anymore who, when I ask them about their most valued habits, doesn't start off with their morning routine. So that's, yeah, number one, that's our, our programming. Um, that's our buffer to sit down. Now that said though, I'll go forward. Let's say you didn't get to have your morning time or you did, and you still remembered some of those stressors or you're still dragging because of whatever you get to your desk, you know, what are some of the things you do? And I'd like you talking about the coffee that, you know, it's more than that, the ritual of that. To me, it is a trigger. I come in, I do come into the office most of the time. And I don't even just put on coffee. I usually have an espresso machine. I sit there and go through my little ritual and make it. And I'm thinking about work and I'm thinking about a good attitude and whatnot. Lately, our espresso, my espresso machine died and we haven't decided on what new one we're going to buy. So I bought a pour over. So I have my little pour over ritual now. And yeah, the ritual is so good on getting my head straight. So it's interesting. Okay. So Tom has his morning time. Tom has his coffee. Okay, then you sit down. Yes, anything else that you do to kind of subsidize the mood, emotion, motivation? Yeah. So the way I'm reading your question is, what do you do when you're when you feel you're a bit lacking? And so this is where I'll change up my routine a little bit. So okay. my routine is always get up, get my coffee, come in, do my quiet time, read, and everything else. And I will I will shift my emphasis to things that bring me physical energy. Okay. And so that's usually two or three things. I got other buddies who are up early. So I might text a few of them and say, Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was thinking about you. What about this? Cause that gives me energy. Yeah. Right. If I, and, and the other is I will shift my workout to earlier. Cause normally when I work out, say four or five days a week, it's, it's usually 10 30 or 11 before lunch. Uh, I might shift it to, you know, eight, seven thirty, eight, nine o'clock. Um, and I'll do the three for one on the workout, which is I'm going to listen to something very uh, motivating, stimulating, educational, inspirational while I'm working out. And then I have my bottle of water in there. So I'm getting my heart going. I'm getting my brain going. I'm getting something done because I'm trying to get physical energy. I'm trying to change the physical state. Yeah. And then I've got this really cool, I have to figure what it's like. It's called a, it's this little thing I lay on and it's, I have to show you on the camera. I can't even explain it. It's Psychor or something, but uh, these, 
these two little things that come up and they, they hit right in the, in your hips from the, from the front and from the back, right where all the muscles and nerves connect. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those tubes that you lay on, except for yeah. it's got, it's not a tube though. It's just something else. And so I, I've gotten to the point where I can put all my weight on it, whether I'm on my stomach and it's coming into my hips or on my back and I can literally feel after I work out, I can feel my spine lengthening. I can feel the decompression that happens. And I'll go into that space and I'll be thinking about what it is that I want to do. And usually part of my energy drain is there's something, the frog that I've got to eat. Yeah. Yep. And so what I've really done is I've set myself up to go eat the frog. This whole time, because I know me and the longer that frog looks at me, the longer it's going to be before I get to the other side of that frog. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, and then I go and do it. Now, this is not uh, a remedy for something like a grief that you're like a severe grief. Sure, a, tra- a trauma. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is more uh, not the everyday life stuff, a little heavier than that, but it's not it's not a relationship that's, that's ending or, or uh, mourning a, a loss or something like that. It's not to that level. That's a, that's a different discussion. This yeah. is, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm bogged down. Life isn't going the way I want it to. I'm not performing at max. There's a lot of things that are in chaos. So it's either the frog that I got to go eat, or it's just, i get my priority list out and I revisit my priorities. Yep and start putting that in order. A lot of times unease for me is I know there's 42 things I got to do and I hadn't taken the time to write them down and prioritize them. And then once I start checking them off, come back in. Yeah. Well, part of what you said there, Tom, comes to, well, awareness. Let me read one here. Awareness. Jeff Bayless, he says, the first thing to ask yourself is why? Is it actually physical? Is it a manifestation of something else? Stress compounds and takes time to overcome. It doesn't go away. When I'm having a rough start to any day, I ask myself two questions. What is this situation trying to teach me and what can I learn from this? The second question is, what am I grateful for in this moment? If you answer both of those questions objectively and honestly, there's absolutely no reason the rest of your day, week, and month, and year won't pan out as the absolute best possible scenario. Jeff is a very inspired, motivated guy, but what that speaks to me too is saying, you know, sit down and say, why? And that's what you talked about. Why am I feeling this? Is it just because... I you know, had a long day. Yeah, it's been a long week. There's been some stressful things or maybe everything's been great, but there's just been a lot of output and I'm kind of tired. Or was there something that's weighing on me, whether that's a, a, you know, a hard conversation with a, a spouse or some, uh, you know, somebody uh, in a relationship that you're with, or is it some worry? We got a lot of people that are worried about money and and am I you know, things gonna am I gonna make the mortgage payment this month and whatnot? But to look at it, call it out, put it on the table. I like you, Tom. Actually, this week I had two relationships involved in the same business endeavor that I I needed to deal with. I didn't want to. Uh, there, were, I knew it was some information they some news they didn't want to get. 
And it weighed on me. I finally, it was yesterday late and I just finally did it. Waited till the last minute, you know, and I finally did it. Man, I felt so much better. Even today, dealing with the repercussions, that was okay. At least I got it out there. We're dealing with it. It's not weighing on me. But, you know, so to come to there for all of us to say, why is it? And to try to be understanding has got to be the first place to start. And then, like you said, because then we can kind of get it on the table, prioritize it, realize if we need to deal uh, with something. So that said, then we did have a lot of people that talked about, uh, well, we had, you know, input Brad Blosser. He says, I listened to the hip hop preacher, which I had to look up guy named Eric Thomas is the hip hop preacher. I hadn't heard of him. Uh, or I listened to some Zig Ziglar. He said, if that doesn't inspire, then you're six feet under already. And you just don't know it yet. I mean, there are, uh, obviously a lot of people who are going to do input. And interestingly, as somebody who puts out audio, you know, positivity and personal development like we do, that's actually not my first go-to. I am more of a feel guy. And so I'll put, I'll tend to put music on something that's going to lift me. I literally have music is always going and I'll do that, you know, to lift my mood as well. But like you said, exercise, we had, let me get here. Uh, Steven Cruz, he says, I find that lacking only comes when I haven't had a workout. I find that I, the spin bike or, or a bike ride gives me time to think and dream about my day and what needs to be accomplished. I'm just like you, Tom. Uh, I, I'll exercise around 1030 or 11 or so. Robin Sharma. So we had him on the show. He has the book, the 5am club. He is a big proponent of doing, I think 20 minutes of exercise right away kind of gets the BDNF going, you know, in the brain. And I get that, but I don't, I like, I enjoy my mornings to be pretty low key. And then I'll go out for me. I go out when it's warmer out here in the high mountains of Colorado, but I get that. So I'm not, you know, I'm not discounting uh, that as well. I think he's probably right. I just have found a different routine that I like. Uh, as well. But yeah, man, exercise, uh, music, I think is big for a lot of people. But you know, if we go to that input, what is the input? I mean, there's the age old classic quote from your dad, you know, we're who we are and where we are because of what's going on in our mind. Uh, We can change that by what we put in our minds. So how many of us are, or even to take that moment captive, what if we need to back off the desk I know this stuff is urgent. I know we got important things to do. I mean, I need to take five minutes to... Actually, I talked to somebody yesterday. Uh, gosh, it's, it's actually the interview right before this. What am I talking about? Uh, which was Erica Dewan, who has the book Digital Body Language. And in the Habits Show... Actually, the Habits Show won't have post. This is show 884. That'll put, it'll be the next one, I think, uh, 885. And she talks about one of her habits is she dances. She will get up out of her chair in her office, put some music on, and dance around and get her body moving. That's a great way to, you know, if that's you, to motivate yourself. So we're talking about, again, this input and also kind of the emotional, you know, moving around. I don't, I don't, I think a lot of us are, again, prone to just sit on our desk and push through. I, I'll have to admit, I have not gotten up and danced. I do have some weights in my office. So I'll get up and do something every once in a while. But yeah, movement has got to be a big one that affects us. Uh, movement and again, that input that affects how we feel really again going to the emotions i think tom you are listening to the ziggler show and this episode on really getting ourselves motivated when we find we are struggling next tom shares how his dad zig ziggler used his exercise time for learning and tom followed in his footsteps and i like what steven said uh 
He just said he he does the spin or he gets a ride so he can think and dream. He didn't mention music. And that reminds me of dad. Uh, dad would never listen while he was exercising. Huh. Because that was his think time. And right. so it's funny how uh, everybody's so my normal energy builder is think time. It's just me sitting and thinking it's there's no sound going on. Uh so I get that, but everybody's different. You like the music, right? You like the. Well, the, I, you know, I do when I'm, I, I'm working kind of a mood lifter uh, and if I'm really writing, like you and I've been writing books lately, sometimes I'll have silence, but uh, for the most part I have music, but it's interesting you say that about your dad when I exercise. So I spend a lot of time on the bike and on the road. Oh, I was a professional cyclist, man. I, you know, how many hours a week was I out 10 to 30 sometimes I hardly ever listened to anything. It just was a distraction then. It's interesting. I do it with work, but not with working out. So today I went out, I think I was out for an hour and a quarter on my bike. And I could not hardly tell you anything that happened during the bike ride because my mind was elsewhere. And I had ideas for three different things. I came back in, rushed down uh, into my office and and to type uh, because I had some thoughts. So it is, it's really good thinking time, especially if I do, uh, if I do, I was going to say, try to take something captive today. I don't even think I had to try. I just had some things that were paramount, some ideas I was trying to come up with. And so I was out there and boom, boom, I got hit, which you know, I want people to hear that it is, there is no, don't get caught up or imprisoned by somebody else, by Tom Ziegler saying, well, Hey, this is how I do it. And Robin Sharman said, well, this is how I do it. And how Elrod does it this way. And Kevin, man, that's the beauty is find your secret sauce and be okay with it. I guess the point is, Make sure you got some kind of sauce happening, right? That's right. That's you got to know you. You got to know you. You got to know you. Wait, this, here's another interesting one. Robert Bell, he says, I focus on those depending upon me to show up. Ben Holmes, he says, a tough one lately for me is I'm hoping for a career shift uh, in the year and I have little to no control over how my workday plays out. I'm a small animal veterinarian and I don't know what's coming through the door. It's a combination of motivating through focus on what my current work provides both for my family, but also for my mental agility and growth. But also there are days or times within a given day where I just have to take a breath and push through since there isn't time to hit a pause or reset button between clinics or pets in his case. Thus the high burnout rate in the veterinary world and part of why I'm looking elsewhere. That's interesting. We got a couple of things hit on there, but I, I, initially I wanted to, they both meant or said Robert and Ben that they focus on who they are providing for who's dependent upon them. Of course, we go right away and think about families, but I know a lot of people, Tom, you know, this. a lot of people who have a lot of employees. Well, Howard Partridge, you know, you're our, our Ziegler business coach. He talks, he takes with such great gravity, the people that he employs and making a great atmosphere. The last time that we had him on a show, he talked about the reality, the blessing that financially he does not really need to work anymore. What a gift. He does it, though, because of what he loves to impart to his organization. His employees was first, and then the people that they serve, his clientele. And that's what really brings him the motivation to get out of bed and do something every morning. So thinking of others, you know, really getting to the core of why are we doing this? Is it just to make a buck? Well, what is that buck for? Man, my buck, Tom, is to pay the mortgage and put the lights on and take care of 15 cars that my family has and to you know, send a kid to France or whatever's going on is, is a great 
motive to get us back to, well, somebody said something about well, what are we grateful for? But maybe that to get to the root of why are we working? Because for none of us, is it really just a dollar? It's a dollar. So that what? So that what? Now, it may be keeping the lights on or it may be getting you know a, a second home somewhere at different levels. But that is a great one to do and a good reason to have your goals set out in front of you have your my dad was classic through my childhood and he still does it today that whatever goal he's going going for he has it he literally uses still today paper i was just at his office paper sticky notes and he'll put it on there and say my primary goal right now is this man it's just it's easy to have head knowledge but right now as everybody's listening who has their goal posted somewhere we're going to see it every day your bathroom mirror rearview mirror in your car your computer, you could use it as a screensaver, though I never see my screensaver because I got 500 tabs open. But where do you have that front and center to remind you why you're doing it? I'm a, I, 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 I can always do that more, Tom. The why is such a huge, huge driver. Um, I've also discovered that, you know, if I get a little down or discouraged, or, or maybe there's just a few days in a row or, you know, that just don't get the results that we want. Um, and then I have a really good day, I'll ask myself, well, what happened with the really good day? And it almost always comes back to, I had three or four phone calls or Zoom calls with some of our Ziegler speakers, trainers, or coaches. And I got really focused on, hey, what's going on? How can I help? And that lifts me, Yeah. right? And because it brings me back to the why of why do we do what we do? And, you know, these were not, um, these aren't tedious meetings. These aren't meetings where people are bringing in challenges. These are people who are, I call them, you know, they're on the journey with us. They want the best. And they, and I've learned, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to love them and accept them the way they are. And, and instead of saying, hey, you should try doing it this way or that way, it's more about what do you love doing and, and what's working for you? And yeah. let's just figure that out. <clears throat> and then they start telling me the stories of the impact that they have and, and what's going on. And by the time we're done, I've taken my, my focus off of me and put it on the we and that's a big that's a big mover for me because yeah. I think a lot of times for me personally, uh, maybe other people can relate. When we kind of get down in the in the bog and we kind of get negative, we just start thinking about ourselves the whole time. Yeah. And and so that really that's a trend for me is when I've when I've been through uh, kind of so so days and then I have a great day. It's usually those conversations that's the difference the difference maker. My, my dad taught me that, uh, you know, he was, he started Dan Miller, 48 days, but he started out, you know, in the psychology world. And he said, man, one of the best medicines, treatments for somebody who's depressed is find somebody to serve. If that's you find somebody to serve, it pulls you out of that. My wife would call it navel gazing. Uh, and we, we get, we get so focused, you know, on ourselves, I, but I want to hit something else you said too, on this, that I feel like this is so important. I mean, imagine we had a lot of people who are sports fans, right? Whatever sport you're into, you watch that and imagine the star player, the quarterback or the, you know, wh- whoever it may be, who's just the, the rock star. And 
uh, the pitcher. Uh, that's a good one to look at too. And they're going along, they're doing well. And then you see them just start to decline. And what often happens, what does that coach or manager do? Pull them out, pull them out. Maybe not at all, but just pull them out for a minute, pull them out, uh, let them get there. Let them just take a break. Maybe they need just a physical uh, break. They're getting exhausted. It's the end of the game, or maybe they need a mental break. Maybe something's going on and they'll try to Let's say motivate them, help them recover, whatever, and then get them back in the game. Uh, and I thought about that because as Ben, our small animal veterinarian, talked about, he said, you know, it's so difficult because sometimes he just has to keep at it. And obviously, if somebody's in an acute position, if you work in the ER, it's very hard. But for most of us, I think most of us have the opportunity to back off for a minute, literally, if it's 60 seconds. Uh, recently, it was John Eldridge. A lot of people know him, the wild at heart guy. And he has a kind of a meditation app. I can't remember. I think it, it may be called Pause. But they start off with trying to get you to take one minute, just a minute, just a minute to stop and, and be present. So to take that a little further, if you need to walk outside for a minute, if you need to go to the bathroom for a second without your phone and just sit there and get a brain break for a moment, I think so many of us are prone to just push it through. We think it's valiant. Push it through, stick it out. And the thing that's gotten to me, Tom, because I tend to do that as well, I don't want to take a break. I want to get this stuff done. I want to produce something. And yet I know I'm lagging for whatever reason. And what I've realized is I, I can so easily spend two hours to do about 20 minutes of good work that if I would just back off and go, yeah, go walk around the block, uh, go I, a couple, every once in a while, I'll, I'll just lay down on my floor. I don't have, I thought about bringing a cot in. I've just never done it. Lay down on my floor, close my eyes for a minute and just take whatever, one minute, five minutes, 10 minutes. I can sometimes then come back and whip out that 20 minutes of work in 20 minutes. But instead, we're so prone to just push it forward, slog it through. I think we've gotten used to that, maybe even from the workplace mentality of you're getting paid for your time. So you just sit at your desk and do whatever, whether you're super efficient or not, may not matter, unfortunately, for some people. But just to think about that, that you may be pushing yourself through doing mediocre work because of where you're at, that if you would just back off for a minute, try to get your head on straight, even let it go. There's plenty of times when I'll do that, Tom, and I'll say, man, I am just not... It, I, I should, probably should do this more. I'm just not there today for whatever reason. Hopefully I can figure out why, but even if I, but even if I can't and just realize, just call a spade a spade, I am not there. Let it go. Go do some busy work even. Sometimes I'll do that. Just go do some busy work. Go do the groceries, run some errands, whatever, and come back to it the next day. Uh, I really want people to hear that's that to be alert to that, especially for the self-employed folks where we're not just getting paid for putting in time. We're getting paid for results. Salespeople are getting paid for results. That sometimes just pushing it through is to our detriment. We're not winning any favors or any awards or any points or making any money. Uh, we'd be best off to back off, uh, as you as you talked about in there, Tom, and just yeah, get ourselves get our heads on right. You know, it's funny because I'm, I've read Ben's comment about maybe a little bit of a career shift. Yeah, and then. Then you're talking, and then I hear your dad's voice in my head. And years ago, I mean, this was a long time ago. This is when I first started listening to uh, Dan Miller's podcast. Uh, he talked about, you know, just asking yourself a couple of questions. The first one is, you know, what are you unhappy about about your business or what you're doing every day? 
you know, because it's probably not the whole business. There's probably, whether it's paperwork or a certain type of activity you got to do or not being able to schedule or whatever it is. And then he said, well, then identify what do you really like what you're doing? What, what is it about your job, your business that you enjoy? That That's the reason you got into it. And so the example is I never forget this podcast. Your dad shared the story of a gunsmith who he wrote in and said, yeah, my business is struggling. I don't know if I need to do this anymore. And your dad got on with him and said, well, what do you do? And he said, well, I'm a gunsmith. Well, what's your problem? I'm not, I, I can't grow my revenue. It's geographic. And I've got, you know, and I live in an, an area that doesn't have a lot of people in it. I think I'm maxed out. And so your dad challenged him and said, well, you know, can't people send, send you work through the mail? And he said, well, yeah, I guess they could, but how would they know? And he goes, I don't know. Let's figure that out. He said, what do you, what do you like about what you do? And this guy had this favorite firearm, you know, it was like an antique Winchester uh, lever action, you know, cowboy rifle. He said, I love working on that. And if I could do anything, it'd be restoring that. He said, well, why don't you grow your business in that area? Well, how would I do that? <laughs> and your dad said, well, what if you started a blog just on the restoration projects you have with that gun and you just started putting it out there? Well, at the end of the year, three things happened. His revenue went up hmm. across the country because there were other people who turned out that was their favorite gun too. And they wanted, they preferred a gunsmith that just worked on that type of gun. The second thing is he started becoming an expert because of blog post comments. And at the end of the year, he had enough posts to make a book. Now, your dad will probably know the specifics of the story. That's how I remember it. And so, and so when I see something like Ben, you know, what is it about your practice that you love? What is it that you don't like? And if you could do more of something, what would that be? And let your brain start going to work on how do I do more of what I love, less of what I don't. Yeah. And like the gunsmith, it seems like an, an insurmountable challenge because after all, <laughs> the only people you can serve are within 45 minute car drive, which isn't true. Yeah. Right. Especially, especially today. And every, every business is different. So that's another good thing. If you have a pattern of just being unfulfilled, just ask those three, you know, those questions that your dad said, what do I love about this? What's driving me crazy about it? And if I could do one thing different, what would it be? And usually it's not the baby in the bathwater solution. Usually it's a refocus or a redirection in something. Well, and that's a great call out to those who, because we're talking about this. I even presented it as kind of under the premise of, you know, most days are okay, but then you have that day when you are feeling a little lacking. Obviously, some people are hearing this and they're going to realize that's pretty much every day because they are in a circumstance they do not like, whether that's work or business or home life or, or health or whatever it may be. And obviously looking at the back, you know, to the why there and some folks are going to have a bigger issue to deal with, to reframe or maybe even make uh, make a big change. Well, I did want to end on or add one more thing before we end and I being in the health and wellness industry and having a business partner that's a doc, I think about the aspects of how we medicate. And I'm going to use that in a good way, though, that we medicate in a good way. Uh, one of the things that I wrote down that some people responded to, that things that I'll do, 
on those days when I feel a little lacking is just think about what are some things that give joy. Now we talked about exercise. Now for me, that's, that's play. I love getting out and doing that. And I know that's not the case for everybody, but sometimes Tom, I'll realize it because generally most days, you know, I bring some leftovers from home and have a, uh, a good healthy meal, but man, on some of those days when I'm feeling a little low, that's sushi day. We just name it right in the morning. We're going out for sushi and I'll find somebody to go with me or at the worst case, I'll get it and you know, bring it in. But I'm going to enjoy, just, in, just enjoy something. Just do something good for myself. My wife, she would say, if, that, if I, we were talking uh, along this conversation, she would say, man, that's manicure day. I'm going to go pamper myself, have something to look forward to that's just a joy for myself. Another thing that I'll find myself doing is we generally have some family event, or I'll have a personal event coming up. I may have a, a race, a bike race that I've signed up for, or we've got a beach vacation. We've got a bunch of those happening this year. And I'll go to the site. I'll say, I'll go find the location on Google Maps, and I'll go check it out and look where we're going to be. Sometimes I'll, if it's especially like a beach place, I can usually find a live webcam, and I'll go look and see the weather, especially if it's snowing right now in the spring, which here in Colorado, it's often doing. I'm going to go, well, I've, it happened today yet or yesterday. It's snowing here and I'm just not in the mood for snow at this point. Love it, adore it, like where we at, we're at. But at the end of May, April, I'm about done. My wife is on the beach right now. She's just changed her paradigm. So I'm looking at her pictures and knowing that I'm going to be there in a few months again. And that's inspiring. But what are the things that we can do to Again, I, I, I wish I had a better word. Maybe you can think of one, Tom, other than medicate, but to kind of treat. What is the thing we can try, kind of treat? Again, we're look, talking about motivation that we can kind of lift ourselves. I see you thinking. I do. I like the word reward. Reward. Okay. Uh, yeah. So for me, I'm just going back to my eat, my eat the frog scenario. If I can um, look at look at what it is that I know I've got to get through. Yeah. And I just say to myself, well, when I get through this, I'm going to eat sushi, right? Yeah. Just what you did. So it's that we know we got to do it or we know we, we got to get through it. And what's the, what's the little oomph that's going to get us to do it now? Yeah. Do it now. Uh, Dad was the best I ever knew at just doing things now. He, he whatever it was, he'd just do it. Yeah. Uh, big or small, he would just do it. I like reward. Let's go with that. But yeah, I, I think I do that a lot. That's the, that may be the day where I get on the family text and go, Hey guys, tonight it's burger night. We're going to put it all out. Somebody go find a good uplifting movie, something we're going to enjoy. And we're going to have fun. Like having that set out there to look forward to nothing. Well, we're back to hope, you know, even if it's a, not on a, on a grand scale, we're just talking about the joy of a good evening. That's a good reward. That is. That is. All right. Well, hey, I hope that did uh, well to help some people look at just the realities of we all are humans. We got to sit down. Even Tom Ziegler sometimes has to motivate himself and do some things to uh, get the energy up. <laughs> all right, brother. Thanks. All right. Be blessed. Okay, friends, there are some real world ideas to apply when you find yourself a bit less than fully motivated for a task. Coming up in episode 885, we are back with Erica Dewan to walk through her habits. And she gives us four that are her primary habits for life. And we really dig into this really interesting discussion. I think you'll get a lot out of Erica was my guest in episode 883, where we talked about digital body language. Till then, thank you for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <laughs>